it is the job of the hearer to open their hearts to believing the word of God because you can shut it down even before it comes to you you can choose not to believe sometimes unbelief comes because we have gotten a We're still talking about the place of the word of God. Hallelujah. And our text, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, and let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. We still dealing with the fact of giving attention to the word of God. Hallelujah. As it were, we said that to attend means to listen carefully, pay attention, give heed, and to obey. Praise God. Now, the word of God has to have first place in our lives because we're saved by grace through faith in the word. Praise the Lord. By grace are we saved through faith. The Bible says, not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, lest any man boast. And so God sends us his word through the ministers. We talked about the ministry gifts in the house of God. There is one other office or offices that we're going to deal with later on. But we had to back up, which should have started from here. Praise the Lord. The word of God is our guide. It tells us what is true. It gives us to know what is of God and what's not of God. That's our first part of call. We descend by the spirit of God and by the word of the Lord. Amen. Now, in Psalm 119, verse 89, the scriptures tell us, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. When it's settled, it means that it is stable. It has been uh, agreed already. It's not going to change. Hallelujah. So we can lay hold on it and put our anchor of faith on God's word and know that that which he said is settled. It says, my covenant would I not break nor alter that which is gone out of my lips. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, Psalm 138, verse 1 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple. Praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thine, all thy name. Praise God. God has magnified his word above all of his name. We know that the only thing that is above the name of Jesus is God's word. Praise the Lord. It's himself. Amen. His word. Praise the Lord Jesus. That means that the name of Jesus does not override the word of God. It's important that we know the place of things in the kingdom of God. It is important that as children of God that we rightly that we lay hold on the word of God. We pay attention to teaching from the word of God. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13, it says, take fast hold of instruction 
Let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life. The word testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 16, it says, All scripture is inspired or is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, in right living, in the God's way of doing things. Amen? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we're furnished unto all the things that we're supposed to do. Amen? In Matthew chapter 4, in verse 4, Jesus said to the devil, and also it is a clear fact. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The word translated word here is the Greek word rema. And rema is a word spoken by a living spirit, a living person. Rema is a word spoken by a living voice. It is that which is spoken, a statement or word. That's what it is. The, the Greek dictionary says that that is what it is. Praise the Lord. Rema is God's word for the hour. Praise the Lord. Now, it also includes teaching. It includes doctrine. Doctrine that is based on the word of God. Because Rema is not just, actually, the right interpretation will be that Rema are words spoken by a living person. Praise the Lord. Because it does not mean just words in the general use of it. So when God says faith cometh, or the scriptures say faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, he's talking about Somebody speaking God's word, a human person called into office, teaching God's word with understanding, hallelujah, by the spirit of God that is speaking or teaching or sharing or giving understanding of the word of God by the Holy Ghost. That is Rema. Praise the Lord. What I'm saying now, the people don't teach it the way I've just said it. But that is what, when you go through the dictionary, the um, concordance, all right, the Strong's and all the others, um, complete word study and all of that, this is what you're going to get there. They are the sayings of God. They're the sayings. When we take something from the word of God and we don't understand it, we speak it in faith. Speak it. We are giving rema. Praise the Lord. So, when you say that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rema of God, by the, by, by the word of God, it means by the rema of God, the sayings of God. So, it includes when an angel speaks. It includes when the pastor is speaking. It includes when brethren are talking to one another discussing the word of God and bringing revelation. Praise the Lord. 
That's why in some circles we, we say that Rema is God's revealed word for the now. When the word of God is spoken in the wisdom of God, that is Rema. That is rightly using knowledge. That is Rema. Praise God. And we say in the promises of God in faith is Rema. Praise the Lord. The reason we say it because, you know, sometimes people like to interpret it as being that when the Lord says something, that is Rema. If it's just in the written pages, it's not Rema. That is Logos. That is true. When we take Logos and repeat it in faith, is Rema. Because Rema really is just the word spoken by a living person. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. I'm not trying to destroy the things that we have believed. I'm trying to strengthen something. Praise God. He said, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. This word translated Word here, where it says idle word, is rema. It's the same Greek word used for man that says uh, uh, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the rema of God. But this is the rema of man. And so faith cometh by hearing and you hearing the words that are being spoken, the sayings of God. I like that he didn't say the saying by God. Which means that is God in the instant speaking to you. Praise the Lord. When we hear the promises of God being rehearsed to us, being spoken to us by somebody who is speaking in faith, as an, being spoken by an oracle of God, it is Rema. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 5. I'll read from verse 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth unto them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Glory be to God. I'm going to read that from the Amplified Version. It says, For even though by this time you ought to be teach, teaching others, you actually need someone to teach you again the very first principles of God's word. You have, be, you have come to need milk, not solid food. For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness or conformity to the divine will in purpose, thought, and action. For he is a mere infant, not able to talk yet. 
But solid food is for full-grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, it says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. The word translated word here is logos. And so, we ought to be skilled in the scriptures. We ought to be skilled in the use of the word of God. We ought to be skilled. Though we don't do this thing just as by ourselves, the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, uses the word in us appropriately. He quickens the word to us. The word that we have spent time to meditate upon, to, to read, to study, the Holy Ghost at the appropriate time will raise up that word in us. Amen? But it is the job of the hearer to open their hearts to believing the word of God. Because you can shut it down even before it comes to you. You can choose not to believe. Sometimes unbelief comes because we have gotten a less than appropriate uh, information prior to us hearing the word. So we have prejudice against the word. We have determined what the word means. And so, we stick with what we believe. When Jesus said to Peter, go to the river and cast your hook. The first fish you catch, open its mouth, you'll find a coin. Go pay for both of us. You know, Peter could have said, what, what fish? <laughs> what coin? What are you talking about? People don't get coins to pay taxes from fish. Now, the things of God are spiritually discerned. I'm saying this because it will help us in our thinking. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you are being carnally minded, you're only going to be reasoning according to the dictates of this life. The dictates of your senses. You're limited in what you can believe for. And you will be stuck in this realm. We have to leave the realm of the senses into the realm of faith. Because Christianity is a believing lifestyle. In Christianity, we do not see to believe. We hear the word of God, we believe it, then we see it. And that is why every man going out there and say, show me where God is. If God is really there, show me, you know, where he is. He does not believe that God is and we will not bother with him. But it is very clear that in his spirit, there is a knowing in every man that there is God. Because man is primarily a spirit. Hallelujah. But the thing is, they use reason to, to suppress, to sear their conscience. 
And when you use reason against your conscience, you will not come to the knowledge of the truth. You will not. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, the ordinary man, who's not regenerated, who's not born again, who's not born of God's spirit, has not been illuminated, does not know what happens in the realm of the spirit, all right, in Christ. I'm not talking about this. There are people who have been knowing of spiritual things in the realm of the devil, all right, that are in the occult, all right? I'm not dealing with them, praise God. We're dealing with the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is made up of joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. All right. But the natural man receiveth not the, spirit, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. They're foolishness to who? The natural man. And so when you talk about spiritual things, the natural man or the man of the senses considers it foolish. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For we who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We are not trying to get it. We have the mind of Christ. What is that mind of Christ? A mind... All right, that is instructed by the Spirit of the Lord. When you got born again, you acquired that mind. It's like it was superimposed upon the dull human mind. And so you're not able to receive spiritual things. You know, Jesus said to Peter and the rest of the disciples, he said, I have many things to say unto you, but you're not able to bear them now. Habit, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. He said, first he will bring to your remembrance all that I've taught you. He will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. Praise the Lord. Romans and chapter 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Verse 5. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, is zoe and peace. The very life of God and peace. Hallelujah. You want to enjoy the life of God and enjoy wholeness. You want to enjoy the peace of God, full supply, nothing missing, nothing broken. And be in a place where you're, not, you're in harmony with the Lord. You have to be spiritually minded. You don't think like a mere man. You don't think like ordinary men. Uh, God says, I want you to go build this, do that. You know, I want you to, you know, when you get there, I want you to build, you know, a, 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 a house unto me. That will be able to take 50,000 people. 
And you say, you know, you get the behind me, say, 50,000, where's the money and all those things going to come from? And when you speak like that, out of your carnal mind, you destroy what God is trying to do for you. God, if you want to frustrate the Lord and make him angry with you, be a faithless person. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that what he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But first right up there, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. That means, what does it mean when you, you don't please someone? You know, the Bible is being very polite there because it's saying it's impossible to please him. Another says it is impossible to be well-pleasing unto him. When you're not pleasing someone, what are you doing? Is there a neutral please? No, you are displeasing the person. We are not people who operate with just information from the senses. We operate by information given to us by the Lord in his word. 